Matt, welcome back. Jay to the Rose. What is up, man? Man, I just got back home. Uh, you know, we had a glorious draft yesterday. Kudos to John and Nance, of course. Um, how did you feel the draft went? Yeah, so before we get into the draft, I do want to uh, mention uh, – I so I'm staying down here in Salem for my last week before I move. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was there when Nance opened the email this morning with the gift from the league. Um, she was well, – and John was standing there too. Both extremely appreciative. Um, it definitely meant a lot to them, so thanks to the guys that kind of spearheaded that effort, um, despite the fact John said he would have – preferred a equity stake in shelters team um you know he'll have to settle for the gift card well i mean john's next on that list above Cassad, so he he's he better be ready to go uh, he's, he's ready his his draft is this week in fact he is out and about right now um at fred meyer where they apparently have a very sizable a selection of different fantasy magazines. I know you guys made fun of me for getting a magazine, but he is a uh, pen and paper guy. So he is out there shopping for his magazine right now. Wow. It's that's a good time. Good time of the year for sure. Yeah. I think the draft went uh, really smoothly. Um, If you had to pick a person, who would you say would be your, your MVP, just not team wise, but just at the draft. Just straight like presence content. Presence, the content, um, you know, maybe their auctioning skills. Yeah, I mean, I want to – Matt is a pretty fairly quiet guy, but he has a really good presence about him. He had the shades and the bucket hat. Um, but more importantly, he made history um, as the first League of Dawns member to switch jerseys mid-draft. So I think I would give, I would give Matt the, the MVP. What about you? You know, no one saw that coming either. And like, he's no. the one who like switches his team name all the time. And then, you know, you look away and all of a sudden it was New Jersey. Uh, I think, yeah, I think Matt Log would also be my MVP. Um, for most improved though, it's got to be chunked. You know, he started, uh, his auctioneering skills were suspect to say the least. And then by the time everyone was like over the auctioneering process, Gundy was solid, you know? So, uh, yeah, pretty good improvement. Yeah, shaky start. I think once, you know, it became clear that bees weren't going to have a huge impact on, on this year's draft, I think he really uh, settled in nicely. So that's a good call on, on most improved uh, from start to finish, for sure. And I think it goes without saying the most uh, – the MVP sponsorship, of course, Ash Creek Farms. Uh, thank you so much for the delicious hazelnuts. I know the whole league enjoyed them. Yes, that was incredible. Um, thanks to Dylan for that. I know, you know, our, uh, our, our, our sales office and the league marketing team is on the line uh, with Alvin Kamara's agent right now. We're trying to put together some sort of uh, marketing campaign. Uh, we will obviously be um, <clears throat> involved as well. Um, we and Alvin Kamara, though, we hope to have them airing on a commercial, perhaps for the opening Thursday night game of the NFL season. So stay tuned uh, to the Schefter LOD page. We'll have more information on that. Perfect. Any other announcements before we get into, uh, you know, going through everyone's draft and how their teams are shaping up to be? No, let's get going. Awesome. So league uh, this year, we are going to be this pod, I I should say, 
Uh, we're going to go through each team and just kind of talk about what their the draft was like, what they can expect, and then we'll compare their grade that Yahoo gave them and either give them uh, that we agree with the grade or uh, what our new grade would be. So we're going to start off a, a humbling moment for myself. Um, I have taken the C- minus from at the very bottom um, of the draft. Uh, you know, real quick, I, I felt good about my draft, and then when I looked at all the analytics, I feel like I am uh, not a good team anymore. Matt, what are your initial thoughts on my team? Yeah, I mean, everybody feels good about their team in the moment, or else why would they have drafted those guys? Um, I look at your team. I mean, yeah, I, I don't like it. We, we've I won't overanalyze this. You took two kickers, waste, and you should never take two kickers, let alone take them uh, fairly early on. Granted, it's not a snake draft, but still, you don't need two kickers. Um, then Tua being your only guy at QB, I do not like that. Um, I was not upset at the amount of money you spent on your one-two punch at running back. Derrick Henry and Najee Harris, that was actually the best thing you did, in my opinion. Um, I don't like Juju as your wide receiver, too. Um, and I, I don't love – I mean, God, James Robinson was a beast last year, but I don't love him either because they drafted Travis Etienne in the first round. Yeah. No, it, it, it's, it's very true. There's a lot of – when I look at my team – there's a lot of question marks, right? Uh, you know, is Harris going to be uh, that workhorse running back that we can expect, or are the Steelers going to do that running back by committee stuff that they were doing in the past two years? Um, James Robinson, like you mentioned, last year, phenomenal year, but they drafted a running back. So uh, is he going to have that same impact this year? Um, and then the other question mark is Jamar Chase, which, you know, everyone's pointing to that relationship with Burrow that, hey, maybe that's going to be the next tandem. Um, but looking at the preseason, Jamar hasn't played for a while, and uh, he didn't do too well uh, last game with, like, three end zone drops. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, Yahoo did give me a C-, minus, the lowest, lowest grade out of the rosters. I know we haven't looked at anyone's others, but do you feel like that's accurate? Yeah, that's fair. And I'll, I'll add, I mean, if you're, you're mentioning you have question marks, if you have question marks before a game's even been played, that's not good because there's going to be things that come up with injuries and, and otherwise. There, there's enough question marks that get thrown at you during the season. You should not have them before the season's even started. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a feeling I will uh, be back in the consolation bracket again. Yahoo has me predicted to win two <laughs> games this year. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm going to agree with the – I'm going to agree with the C minus, but I think, you know, knowing my front office, I know that the phone lines are already ringing and we'll see what we can make do. All right, let's move on. Uh, I'll start this one off. Um, next is the fantasy team. That is Chad Cox. Um, he received a C grade. And where is his team? Oh, the fantasy team. Uh, he got a C from Yahoo. Now, Foster. Uh, obviously I'm going to be a little jaded on this one and a little envious of his team because he has Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams. Um, with that said, trying to be as objective as possible, that's a pretty dang good combo to have. Uh, Stefan Diggs. I love that he has him. Diggs is, is not going to replicate last year. Adams probably isn't either. Like those are just ridiculous seasons. Uh, needless to say though, that. um, those are certainly – that's the best one-two receiver combo in the league. Um, T. Higgins in the flex, that's a good flex guy too. Um, running back spot, 
not the strongest, but not terrible. I mean, he has Chris Carson, who's good when he's out there, but he's injury prone. Um, But then Chad did, I thought was pretty savvy. He kind of just drafted the San Francisco backfield. So he has Mostert, who we've seen be a beast, but then he also got Trey Sermon. Uh, We know that, um, why am I blanking on the Niners coach's name? Um, Shanahan, God, I'm losing it. Uh, Yeah, we know that Shanahan loves to run the football. So I do like that he cornered the market on that Niners backfield. Yeah, I, I think Chad actually has some depth when it comes to running backs. Like, you're right, Chris Carson's prone to injury, right? We know he has good games in him. Um, but Chad does have some other running backs on his on his roster that might actually see the majority of the workload, you know, seeing how things shake out after the first couple of weeks, like Philip Lindsay in Houston. Um Madison, just in case Dalvin Cook gets hurt, which is a possibility. So I, I do like Chad's team, really. I mean, you're right. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams is an amazing one-two punch, um, which is probably going to carry him quite a bit. Chad was ranked at a C, but I, I would give this roster probably a B or honestly maybe an A, but that would be a little bit of a stretch. I, I, I was going to say B on this one. I think it's a pretty solid roster, and I think Yahoo was a little hard on him. Yeah, well, Chad, this is Chad Charles is my arch ne- nemesis. So uh, I know we already established a bet for our first game that we play each other, but yeah, his team I think is much better than a C. All right, Jay, take us on. You start this one off um, to our next uh, team. We're, and by the way, guys, just in case it wasn't clear, we're going from lowest ranks to highest ranked based on what Yahoo gave. Uh, report, Do you think uh, it's? concerning that the lowest ranked are like the last place people from last year pretty much besides mark it's it's a little concerning yes yeah all right well well next up we have eden w's great team name uh since he did get eden on his team but he was already in talks of trading but this is Keddy's team um russell wilson great uh quarterback i think he got him at a pretty good value if i remember price point wise um but he did get his his receiver mike evans Odell Beckham's, especially after last season. Um, but where I do like his team is I do like Austin Eckler. Um, I think he does have question marks when it, we were talking about Miles Sanders a lot during the draft. Um, granted, you know, he is the, the running back one and he does have, they have to do something, you know, on offense at some time. So running it does seem like a very likely option. Um, I think a C is pretty good. I think a C is on par. When I look at this team as a whole, though, I, I think a C is average. I'm not. There's nothing here that's really sticking out to me besides Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russ obviously is a a, a fantasy stud. We don't need to talk about that too much. Um, I I'm going to take the other side of the Miles Sanders deal. That was getting a lot of flack during the draft. I actually thought that was value. He got him for low 30s. I can't remember the exact number. Um, and then Eckler is a stud. I really like his running backs. Um, and then he's got Eddie and Stash on the bench, Ronald Jones. So I like his running back spot. Um, what I don't love is his receivers. Uh, Mike Evans is a stud, but that team has a lot of targets. And Evans' numbers were pretty inflated by catching a ton of red zone TDs last year. Uh, not that that can't be repeated, but it makes me nervous when you have Antonio Brown and then Godwin and Gronk, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Odell, we don't know what we're going to get off injury. Um, 
And then the other receivers, I mean, his bench is the Denver receivers with Drew Locke throwing to them. Do not like his receivers. I do like his running backs, though. And I do like Big Bob Tanyan. You guys already know that. Um, so I, they gave, more, um, excuse me, gave Brent a C. Would give him a C plus. I like his running backs, mm. but not his receivers. That results in a C plus. That's fair. That's so fair. Let's go. Let's go to our next guy, uh, Doctor Mantis Toboggan, the uh, the MVP of the draft. Not necessarily from the team he drafted, but from uh, you know the jersey change and and what he brought to the table. Uh, Doctor Mantis. Let's see here. Uh, he had some rough news today with CD Lamb. Uh, going on the COVID list. With that said, there's plenty of time um, for him to get off the protocol for the opener, so I don't think that's super concerning. Um, so DK, CD Lamb, Adam Thielen. That's that is a hell of a a, yeah. a, one, a one two three punch at receiver. Um, again, though, at running. Gosh, I mean, his running backs. I wanted to kind of rag on him, but Joe Mixon is a. I mean, he's a double digit guy every week. David Montgomery, uh, you know, the Bears don't put up a ton of points, but he, especially in PPR, I mean, he just gets a ton of touches. Um, we talked about this some of the draft. Matt's team, that starting lineup is is very studly, uh, but the bench, there is not a lot of depth on this team. I'm not going to name everybody, but there's six guys on the bench here who, I mean, you're not – you're not excited when you have to put those guys in your lineup. So depth is going to be an issue for sure. Um, so with that said, you know, his starting lineup, I think probably gets an A, his bench yeah. probably gets, gets an F. Um, so with that, I think Yahoo graded him about right at a C plus. Yeah. I mean, that starting lineup is insane. And Josh Allen as well. He's got two of the best receivers in the game. I don't think C.D. Lamb's going to really miss any games. Like you mentioned, there's a lot of time left in there. And then Joe Mixon is a great pickup, too. So I feel pretty confident in Matty Kidd's team, uh, besides when he needs to play on some big bye weeks. Um, Seattle right now at this that bye week is going to be rough week nine. But I, and I can injuries. See and injuries, yeah. I could see uh, – Maybe Matty Kitts on the trade trade line at this point, trying to get some value out of one of his guys, maybe a one-two trade. But yeah. um, I I like a B for him. I, I, I think I don't have too much value in the bench players that he has. Like, it, barring no injuries and going like, hey, you're in an injury-free season, I would give his team a B. But why would we ever – There's no. Th- this is football. This isn't like croquet. There's, there's injuries every season. <laughs> Yeah, but not on his team. He, his team is going to be non-injury. Everyone's going to have the Pfizer vaccine, uh, and they're going to be good. All right, on to our next team here. <laughs> Sorry. Next up, we have we have Chunt. We have Gundy, the Four-Eyed Ravens. I'm a bit disappointed. There has been zero flowcharts in the past like three, four months. Honestly, um, there's a flowchart right now uh, as his profile picture, but it, it's I don't think it's relevant whatsoever. I can't. I think this is an old picture. Um, an old flowchart. So please, Guns, can we get a new flowchart with your team so we can understand your your thought process here? But obviously, you know his big thought process is Patrick Mahomes thirty dollars. Uh, no one, no one else wanted to bet, but Guns and then bet Guns was ready to go more and more. But uh, you know, luckily he didn't have to. Um, but that's a very good pickup. We all know what Patrick Mahomes brings to the table. 
Um, we all know from a quarterback spot, he's going to get the most points. Um, but where there is some question marks is the rest of Gundy's team. Uh, Chase Claypool, uh, we got it. Last year, he had, what, a good game or two. Um, and he had been throwing to him the whole time. So will that get better? We don't know yet. I do like Gundy's running backs. I like Aaron Jones. I like DeAndre Swift. Um, but I think I think Gundy does have the depth needed, but I I don't see how this is a C plus. I, I think this team is probably a C. Okay. Um yeah, I mean Mahomes, like I don't I don't hate getting Mahomes for thirty. Like I just find it comical that he went that he started the bidding there and then no one matched. Um but you know, it's he may have wasted a few bucks, not a huge deal. Um, I'm on record. I do not like having any Pittsburgh receivers. They have too many pretty good receivers and it's too hard to choose who's going to be the guy week in and week out. Um, so I don't like Claypool, the wide receiver too. Um, Aaron Jones, obviously monster. And I think Jones actually got decent value on him at mid fifties, um, for a guy that has scored a ton of touchdowns the last few years. Um, or not even just the last few, it really is career. He finds the end zone a lot. Um, Deandre Swift, you know, that's I, at RB2. You can live with that. It's not exciting. It's not terrible, but it's it's all right. Uh, Darren Waller, of course, is great. Now, here's where there's a huge hole in this roster is Mark Ingram at the uh, flex position. I mean, he's, he's pretty washed. I mean, I, I don't know that he's the RB3 for the Jaguars. Um, so that is a huge hole right there. And then Gunn's bench. Um, I don't love either. I mean, Hollywood Brown is playable. Cole Beasley, who knows what's going to happen. But that's that's not a good bench either. Um, so overall, Gunn's team, you know, they gave him a C+. Plus. I think I'm actually going to drop Gunn's to a C. Yeah. It's interesting when you look at his bench too, the percent start for everyone is below 5% or less. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, we were ragging on Maddie's bench. This is probably just as poor. Right. Um, Only it also but, includes his flex position at one percent. You know. Yeah. So I, I think I, I don't think it has the same upside that Maddie's team. Ma- Ma- Maddie mortgaged his bench to have a really good starting lineup. Guns has a good starting lineup, but Maddie's is better. They both have bad benches though. Yeah. Um. So let's go to Pitts McGee. Hopefully, Shelter came up with this name on his own. Um, I think he did. He got a lot of crap one year for not coming up with his own name. Um, so Mark, with Cam drafting for him, uh, attempted to take players that were already taken a good Many four, times. five, six times. Um, but we're here. You know, we made it through the draft. Um, you know, I thought he overspent for Julio, given that Julio is now teamed up um, on the Titans with A.J. Brown, who's, you know, maybe at this stage in his career, maybe A.J. is the number one there. Godwin, again, great receiver, but that Tampa Bay receiving core, that's that's three guys or even four guys, if you include Gronk, that got to get the ball. I thought he overpaid for Saquon. I don't love – that he's the amount he spent on Saquon Saquon went for the same as like Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb and a little bit less than, than Kamara. I don't love that. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, you know, he's fine. That team scores a lot. That'll work out. Okay. Um, this team, I'll just, I'll cut to the chase here. Oh, the bench. I do like Kareem hunt on his bench. It's a little upsetting to me as a Nick Chubb owner that, 
Um, it's very possible he could poach some points from me. Um, let's see. The league graded Mark – excuse me, the league Yahoo graded Mark as a C+. Plus. Um, I'm going to actually – God, it seemed like such a shit show as it was happening. But then I look at the roster, and it's actually pretty good. Um, I'm going to give Mark a B, actually. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I could see that as well. I think we're – it's really hedging on Saquon. Um, you know, there's there's a ton of question marks there. Obviously, out with a terrible injury last year, that's a tough injury to come back from as well. Um, you know, and it, no one will know how he's going to perform this year or if he's going to be on a, uh, a touch count or anything like that. Um, but looking at his team as a whole, I, I do like his team as well. I think it's a little bit underrated. Uh, question marks with drafting three quarterbacks. Uh, but, I mean, if Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence work out, he has a nice plug-and-play instead of Tom Brady. Uh, but what really sets his team apart is I like Cooper Cup, and I really like Kareem Hunt on his bench. So with that being said, I, I agree with you. I, I think this is – when we look at the Cs that we've been given out, when you look at Mark's team, I, I think it's above a C. So I, I would go with a – B minus. Okay. Um, All right. Go ahead and uh, take our next one. Yeah, this one has to feel pretty good for you, Kamish, because you we haven't said your name. Uh, you know, in the bottom half of the draft, you've you had a pretty solid draft here. Um, you were able to get Tyler Lockett. You were able to get Chubb and Josh Jacobs, which is a a great one two punch when it comes to running backs. Uh, but obviously, your your star is going to be Travis Kelsey, which you did spend a, a good amount for, but Uh, When we look at that Kansas City offense, like that is the guy, uh, especially getting the the end zone touches. Uh, So I I really do like your team. Uh, Looking at your bench, Tony Pollard, we saw him have sparks last year, even when Ezekiel was healthy, putting him in. Um, So if if they get to the same spot, uh, maybe he's a good person to have on your bench. Uh, T.Y. Hilton and uh, Corey Davis. And, you know, you got scout – Valdez Scantling, who's always been hit or miss, but you can the one week you need to plug him in, he's probably going to get two or three touchdowns somehow and a hundred yards. So, uh, looking at your team though, I, I do like your team. Uh, I like Joe Burrow coming back as well. He was very good when he was playing last year. I, I think Yahoo rated you right. I think you are at a C plus, maybe B minus. Okay, yeah, my team, um, the QB position. You know, Joe Burrow is potentially high ceiling, but there's a lot of question marks and a lot of reports coming out of Cincy that they're uh, looking like a potential train wreck. So I did get insurance with Matt Ryan, you know, not an exciting guy to have, but a guy you can that is startable. Um, If I'm going to grade my draft, I mean, Travis Kelsey, even at the price I got him at, I felt pretty good getting him under $50. Because uh, he's like a wide receiver, you know, like a high-end wide receiver one. And being a tight end, it's, you know, it's pretty much guaranteed you're going to win that position every week. Um, Nick Chubb, I got it about market. I thought that was a fair price. If there's a guy that I – if there's a misstep I think I had, um, I paid a decent amount for Jacobs, which I, I was fine with. It was 33 I think. I should have absolutely gotten his handcuff, though. Um, which is why am I blanking on his name? That was Kenyon Drake. Uh, mm-hmm. I should have got, should have gotten Kenyon Drake as well. I didn't do that. Um, 
You know, my bench is okay. My, my receiver depth is actually pretty good. My running back depth is not great. I did get a couple handcuffs in Pollard and Jones um, who are backups for the Rams and Cowboys respectively. Um, but you never want to be counting on like some, somebody getting hurt uh, to get to your guy. So um, I, I, I think that the C plus that I was given is, is fair. Yeah. Good. Well, let's get into our B's. Okay, let's keep it moving. Um, I will go now to Lairbaum, Voodoo Mama Juju. Um, the obvious, and Lairbaum was very upfront about this, <clears throat> um, that he had a, a, a bit of a brain fart drafting two QBs and spending a decent chunk of money on them. Um, but, I mean, it's not, you know, there's, there's worse places you can be in than having two um, plus quarterbacks. Um, I know he is out there. Uh, shopping these guys, looking to, to to upgrade elsewhere. Now let's look at his. Uh, obviously, we've covered QB. His receivers, Hopkins and Robinson. That's that's an excellent, very like high floor. And um, well, Robinson's a high floor guy. He just he's double digits every week because the Bears don't have a whole lot else to throw to. Um, Hopkins, obviously, he's a stud. We don't need to talk too much. Henderson and Gaskin. That's a little concerning. He, I mean, they're both starting running backs, but they're not like A1 type starting running backs. He doesn't really have a stud in the backfield. Those are both guys that you could see them losing their jobs and it wouldn't surprise you. Um, same thing with Chase Edmonds in Arizona. Um, George Kittle, beast. Like, we don't need to talk too much about him. That's, that's tight end, probably tight end three, maybe even tight end two. Um, and then on the bench, you know, Devin Singletary, Marvin Jones, those are some nice pieces, Curtis Samuel, um, and there's Toby barking. Toby does not like Curtis Samuel, it sounds like. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, and that was me. Oh, so, uh, with that said, Larbaum, I would give this team – Gosh, I'm I'm not going against Yahoo too much. I I think they got it right with a B, honestly. Well, I I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go with the the dogs are kind of letting us know that this roster sucks. I don't I don't think it's worth a B. Um, I'm actually gonna go with a C. I'm gonna go with a straight C, not even the C plus. Here's why: that running back, those three running backs, I. I don't like, um, and we all know Larry Bones has been trying to shop his, you know, either Dak or Lamar, uh, for, to fill that hole. Um, but yeah, looking at his team, it's, it's the same. Like he doesn't have anyone else at running back. Um, Chase Edmonds doesn't get red zone touches, so you're not going to get touchdowns out of that. That's probably going to go to James Conner. Um, and then miles Gaskin and Daryl Henderson, like you said, they, they might be out of jobs, you know, halfway through the season. Wouldn't be surprised either way. Uh, so I, I can't, I can't give this team anything more than a C when, you know, there's significant question marks at running back at three, two running backs in one flex spot. Guess the way to think about that situation is if three guys end up being the guy, he's doing pretty well, but they're all like, right. they're starters now, but they're not like, you know, bell cow type, type starters. Um, go ahead and take the the next one, Jay. Yeah, let's go go on to uh, another perennial powerhouse in Wee Tran. Um, he the Tom Brady Uggs. They they got Kyler Murray, they got AJ Brown, and they have DJ Moore. 
And then it doesn't stop. They have Alvin Kamara as well. That top four is very, very top heavy. Um, I'm very impressed with that four. But when we look down at for the flex position with this team, that's where you start getting to that spot. I think this is a similar uh, theme throughout the draft is that this year, folks were spending their money on the big name targets. And then, uh, you know, it, it got slim towards the end, especially if you didn't have a lot of money left over. Um, and you can see this here with his drafting as well in, in his remaining team. But I do like this team overall. I think this is a high point, high scoring team. I do find that, you know, especially in New Orleans, Alvin Kamara is going to be the person that gets a ton of touchdowns. Drew Brees is gone, but Alvin Kamara is still, you know, one of the best running backs that we have seen in a very, very long time. Um, and I, I think we can rely on that. Kyler Murray, A.J. Brown, and D.J. Moore to win him a good amount of football games and be probably the out of all the teams we've looked at, like this is the team that's probably going to get high points and week in week out, which is common with Wee's team. Only he would lose those games still last year. Yeah, I think you're right. There was, there's a trend in this league and really in good leagues that the, you know, the, the star players go for higher than what they're projected to go for in magazines. Like if you were following along, I know we all, you know, use different um, apps or magazines or whatever list you're looking at, but the guys early in the the stars were going above projections and then the late guys were going below projections. So this is a league where guys like they go try to get their stars, they target guys and they'll spend and they'll overspend um, in order to get those. So we um, kind of, kind of, kind of similar to Maddie kid, um, very loaded starting lineup. In fact, like you said, Jay, you covered it. His, his big four with wide receivers and running backs is excellent. All indications are Kyle Pitts is going to be a beast. Like they're going to they're going to make a point of getting him the ball from day one. And then Kyler, I mean, Kyler's one of those guys who's good in real life. He's really good in fantasy because um, you get those QBs with rushing yards. It's a high it's a high floor. So he has a crappy game. He's, he still gets you twenty points because he'll get sixty rushing yards or whatever. Um, flex, like you said, a little shaky. Um, I'm going to give Hui – his bench is pretty decent. Um, I'm going to give Hui a, a, a B plus. Yeah, I, I didn't grade Hui, but I, I agree with the B plus. Um, not quite to the A tier um, because of that flex position. Like, I would love to see one more maybe stud running back or, you know, like um, one more in there. And David Johnson might be that, but uh, there's – there's like four or five Houston running backs currently. So we'll have to find out if that shakes out. So yeah, at this point, I'm going to go we with a B plus as well. All right. Next one is Clayton with Poodle Beckham Jr. Um, <clears throat> Clay gets his boy at quarterback with Stafford. Um, you know, that's nothing exciting, but nothing bad. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a QB you can start. Um, receivers, Robbie Anderson and Justin Jefferson. Those are target monsters. I like his wide receiving core. And I mean, you've got to love his running back core. Um, I'm of the opinion Ezekiel wasn't worth $65. I, you know, I could be totally wrong on that. Just my personal draft board going in. I did not like Zeke as much as some people have. I think he's had a lot of, um, a lot of hits on him, a lot of wear and tear with a ridiculous amount of touches. I think his best days may be behind him, but I could be wrong. Um, and with that, I think, because he spent so big on Dalvin and Zeke, which isn't a bad thing. He got his guys, but that's why you see some weakness there at the flex position with Tevin Coleman. 
Um, now he does have some guys on the bench that maybe, you know, an Aguilar or a Devontae Parker, who was a monster two years ago. Um, maybe one of those guys emerges and kind of takes that flex position. Um, but Clay's like his big four with and Robbie Anderson, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and Zeke, uh, that can hang with anybody. I feel like we're saying this about every team, but like the starting lineups are stacked. We don't see a lot of deep teams. We see a lot of really monster starting lineups. Um, so his starting lineup, I mean, that's an A. And his bench, I'm still going to give his bench like a – his bench is a, a C plus. So overall – I'm going to give him an, uh, I'm going to give him a B plus Yahoo gave him an A minus. So we're, we're pretty, pretty that's pretty similar. <laughs> I'm giving Clayton a C plus. Here's why. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. I do like his four. Don't get me, don't get me wrong there. I, I like his four a lot, but Clayton doesn't even have a kicker or defense currently at this point. There's no way I can even give him a B because his team is not filled. Uh, which, you know, hey, you can pick up some players, you can pick up a kicker and a defense, but at this point, his, yeah, Jay, his that, that, that's like that's like irrelevant. He's obviously gonna fill those spots. You would think, but it is Clayton. You never know. Uh <laughs> it, it could be irrelevant, yes. Uh, but you know, maybe he's just not he's not with it. You know, he had an opportunity last night to pick up those spots. So uh I, I'm gonna go with a C plus and I, I hope. Uh, you know, I hope he does fill out his slots. But speaking of his team specifically, um, you, you called it. Those four guys are going to be able to keep up. And, you know, very likely his rest of his roster doesn't even need to overperform their fantasy points. And those four will overperform their predictions. So I do see Clayton winning more games than last year. Um, but if injuries happen between Dalvin Cook or Zeke, his team does thin out quite a bit. Fair enough. All right, take our next one. All right, going into our next is, oh, I am so happy that this gets to be me. Uh, Dylan, uh, the, the animated GIF uh, connoisseur, uh, Yahoo, if you go to Yahoo Sports, uh, I highly recommend not on your work computer at this time because on the front page under best draft, you have Dylan. Uh, now we'll get to it. There is an upset for official rankings, but Yahoo did award Dylan uh, based off of uh, – season like predetermined uh in-game matches that he has the best draft um i mean he has tyreek hillius christian mccaffrey and he has mike davis both on different teams this year that is insane to me if gundy made a flow chart of this last year no one would have predicted it but if you have christian and mike davis that's just a superstar team in the making maybe they go to brazil together maybe not um but i i there's nothing to not like about uh his team I love Fitzpatrick and Terry McLaren. I think that's a very good combo. Fitzpatrick is not afraid to throw a deep ball. McLaren has not had a quarterback and has been the guy at Washington. I think that's a good combo. So I am going to say that Yahoo did draft this correctly and rate Dylan's team correctly. I think we have another solid, solid year for Dylan, uh, and I do agree with an A. So I assume that Fitzpatrick is going to get benched in favor of Kirk Cousins. Um, so we'll just operate on that. So he's, you know, he's got a couple of QBs he can stream that, again, are just middle-of-the-road guys. Uh, receiver, outstanding. Tyreek, Terry McLaurin, absolutely outstanding. Um, running back, Christian McCaffrey. He paid handsomely, but that's what you got to do if you want a guy like that. 
Um, you know, it's if you're trying to win championships, you have to spend big. You know, if he gets hurt, of course, your whole season can go up in flames, but you know, to roll the dice if you want to try to win a championship, you're not trying to come in, you know, compete. You got to have those those high end players um, to try to win it all. And then the second part of the Carolina backfield from last year, he gets Mike Davis, who, by all accounts, is pretty clearly pretty clearly has the job in Atlanta. Now Atlanta uh, has been awful running the ball last year, and I believe the year before too. Um, but Mike Davis was a beast when he came in last year. James Conner, I mean, I don't love that. I think James Conner is pretty washed in the flex. Uh, now his bench, this is where I think Dylan separates from some guys, is maybe his starting lineup isn't the greatest. I, it's it's fine. It's not bad. But his bench, uh, Melvin Gordon, people were kind of zoned out at that point in the draft. Melvin Gordon was a steal. I forgot what he got him for, but I think it was single digits. Brandon Cooks also, terrible offense, but he's the wide receiver one. That's a, a guy that is valuable on the bench. So Dylan has some room. He has the high-end talent in Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill, and he's got the ability to withstand some injuries, um, which a lot of teams in this league do not have. Um, so with that, I, I'm going to give Dylan um, – I'll give him an A-. minus. All right. Nice. All right, and on to our last one. Go ahead and take it over. Yep. The last one, Jay Freezing. It is his world. We're just living in it. We're in the snow globe. <laughs> caught in the snow globe uh so freezing quarterback position just rolling with Tannehill. nothing wrong with that uh Tannehill has been a fantasy beast uh the last few years since uh joining that that tennessee offense that's just outstanding and then they add julio jones i mean Tannehill seems like a plug and play guy <clears throat> receiver calvin ridley brandon Ayuk. uh ridley seems like a no-brainer high-end wide receiver one with julio gone Ayuk. Um, we'll see what that air, uh, not Arizona, that San Francisco offense, uh, looks like, but he looks to be the wide receiver one there. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Antonio Gibson. He got these two guys. I forgot what the combined total was, but this, these were, I thought Jonathan Taylor, I remember saying Jonathan Taylor's huge value, I think at $46 and then Gibson was 40 something as well. Those were value for sure. And then freezing, as we talked about the freezing system, unorthodox at times, successful always. Uh, Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson, he's starting a tight end in the flex right now. And then his bench, freezing historically known for his depth. Okay, we remember last year he was just streaming guys left and right. Um, he's got Justin Herbert on his bench, and that's going to give him, you know, each week Tannehill and Herbert – that's that's a decision that I wouldn't trust your average fantasy owner with. Normally, you want to just have one guy, but Freezing's known uh, for making these week-to-week tweaks. I trust him to pick the right guy there. And then bench-wise, you know, serviceable players, not stars, but particularly at receiver, when you can stream Jarvis Landry, Mike Williams, and Tyler Boyd if you need to, that's some depth at receiver for sure. Um, running back, Damian Harris, you know, we'll see if he pops and does anything. Um, that New England backfield, hard to predict. Uh, but overall, freezing. Oh, I forgot. I didn't even mention Kenny Galladay. So freezing has a ridiculous number of receivers, uh, which is the same thing he had last year, um, which is interesting. It's part of the, the freezing system, I suppose. He's going to have to drop one or two because he doesn't have a kicker or defense. But um, I'm giving freezing an A. 
Yeah. Uh, shoot, I'm I'm in a tough spot here. Uh, I really I really backed myself into a corner here with his with rating Clayton. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna give freezing a B, a a solid B. Uh, strictly because he does need to drop two players to fill this team. But uh, no, looking at freezing, I, I think the thing to be said is if we could give another award, he would get the value award. Like freezing wasn't a part of really any of the big, big name bets. And he got all of his guys and he got the best draft out of everyone, which, you know, is a strategy in and of itself. He kind of let the, the the big guys go for very high dollar amounts. And he, he would get in there and say, you know, a number but I think he just knew when to stop bidding after raising it up because you look at this team and it's like, how did all these people wind up on one team? Uh, and it was the freezing system. Like this is a very good top to bottom team that he's drafted here for himself. Um, I, I would be shocked if this is not freezing's, you know, real year to really make a push to uh, get that belt back. I, although I'm rating him low, I, I think it's going to be between between uh, him and Dylan probably, you know, for like the regular season championship. Yeah. Freezing just has a lot of swag at the draft. Like he, he bids guys up. He shit talks other people's picks. I know we were talking, he kind of has some, some Logan Roy energy about him kind of grumbling things about other people's mishaps. Um, just a, a, a lot of, a lot of swagger um, behind that Calvin, the great uh, banner. Um, you're in and you're out. So, all right, Jake. With that, this went a little long, guys. I'm sorry. We'll we'll try to make this thing. We we're, we usually shoot for 30 minute max, but we did have to run through every single team. So, um, normally we'll these will not go this long. Yeah, on the bright side, league football's back, baby. We got two and a half weeks about until the first game. Uh, you can't expect a a pre a pre game week one pod. Uh, but it's good to be back. Can't wait to see how this you know year shapes out. There's a lot of games to play. Absolutely. Ready for League of Dawns football. Jay, thanks for having me. Long live the League of Dawns.